Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Caster. And Mr. Birdsell's not here. I actually have a special guest host, Jake Simone of the Jets Way Podcast. Jake, how you doing? Adam, what's going on? Always good talking to you. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Now, two Jets fans on this podcast? I love it. Oh, the pain. The pain. It's, it's terrible. I, I mean, I hate it. I don't know if you heard the, uh, the wager that I did. That if Adam Gaze doesn't get fired by week one of 2021, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. Like, <laughs> I, I did the same thing, but I'm a Raiders fan. Really? Love, jo- love John Gruden, man. I like John Gruden, too. We... Love him. Yeah, he's great. But, yeah, no, I can't with this shit. With this shit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, absurd. Tank for Trevor. That's Tank it. Trevor. Lose, lose, lose. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Bird's a bit under the weather. So wishing him a speedy recovery. Hopefully he'll be back for the Friday show where we do the uh, the previews. But anyway, we Jake's a pretty good villain. He he's definitely birds one A, Jake's one B. That's that's wow. kind of how it goes. It's quite the honor, Adam. Yeah, no, definitely. You're you both are ju- just about as knowledgeable about uh, fantasy football and football in general. High as praise. Anybody that I know. <laughs> High praise for the for the uh, fantasy wizard bird yeah as far as news there really isn't much although the funny thing is um we'll talk about this later when we talk about the cowboys game but you see what all the players are saying about mike mccarthy and how like they just don't even know what the fuck they're doing (laughs) it's ridiculous yeah that and i wanted mike mccarthy bad for the jets too but instead they hired adam Gase, so i guess that didn't really work out either yeah i Um, wanted eric the enemy everything it's very easy to blame the coach when you're losing just what it comes down to and they have all that talent they they had no weaknesses coming into the season but here we are i would trade for ryan fitzpatrick though if i was the cowboys i was on twitter yesterday uh when i was working i was doing this game uh people were like you should look you should uh uh jerry jones should be looking for at the saints for Jameis winston potentially <laughs> like trading for they- him I think they want to groom Jameis to potentially be their next guy. Who knows? But Ryan Fitzpatrick, he could be had for the cheap right now, probably. I would be Very all true. over that. Fitzpatrick I mean, and those weapons. Yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, he'll probably be the best team that he's ever been on, bar none. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, anyway, so besides that, we could talk about um, – I mean, Tua's probably going to be a waiver ad for a lot of people. I mean, even though the uh, Dolphins are on by – He's still going to be a big ad just because um, of the of the hype and all of that. But uh, going into into the game reviews, we're only really going to be touching on the big stories. And the real big story was one of the bigger games was the Browns and the Steelers, where it seemed like that rib injury of Baker Mayfield just completely stymied his fantasy production. Yeah, I don't know who would be starting Baker Mayfield in general, let alone against the arguably the best defense in the league. But Baker Mayfield, he's whether it's the ribs or whatever, he's on high notice. It's it's do or die time for Baker Mayfield. He has another rough performance or two, and he's going to be looking from the sidelines at Case Keenum playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. So better figure it out soon, Baker. Exactly. I mean, uh, Kevin Stefanski did say that. Like yesterday, he said that uh, if Baker is healthy, then he's the starter. So, I mean, it's a vote of confidence, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on with that. And the running game just didn't do that well 
either for Cleveland, but just that's really kind of like a game script thing. But the other side of this game was incredible. The running game for the Steelers, first of all, James Conner had a great day against, uh, against the Browns, rushing for just over 100 yards and a touchdown. Benny Snell mm-hmm. getting on the board. And Chase Claypool, <sighs> the Jets could have had him. Anyway, Chase Claypool, uh, he ran for a touchdown also. So all in all, a good day for the Steelers. And yep, and Juju Smith-Schuster continues to be garbage. Well, I know. Chase Claypool looks like the number one. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't know <laughs> at this point. It's so hard Wasted to Wasted a third-round pick. Yeah, no. I mean, people had such high hopes for Juju coming into this season. And he was outperformed by Deontay Johnson, outperformed now by Chase Claypool. I mean, when, uh, when are you going to hit the panic button on Juju and try and – yeah. You can't start him every week now. He has to earn your trust back, I think. If you have other options, I would put him on the bench, and then if he starts performing, put him back in there. But he's, he's not on my lineup this week, I'll tell you that much. He, I'm sick of looking at him putting up duds. If he returns to fantasy relevance, he returns to fantasy relevance. I'm going to have to see it first before going right back to Juju. That's how I'm, I'm playing it with him. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you in the slightest. I mean, if you're like a speculative fantasy owner, are you looking to like buy low on Juju? Maybe you'll get, you'll get him for less value. And if he bounces back, then you, it's, a, it's a risk-reward sort of deal. It depends how low we're talking here. Um, I wouldn't trade us. I would trade some bench guys maybe for him, but I wouldn't trade a starter in my lineup for Juju Smith-Schuster right now. Not at yeah. all. I, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. All right. Uh, next, we will be talking about one of the other uh, big games, and that is the Packers and the Bucks, the, the America's game of the week as it is. And, oh, boy, this is – is this like an aberration you think for Aaron Rodgers that like he was bound to have one of these sorts of games? You can't just be, you can't be perfect every single week. He, he seems to have one of those a year. Um, last year it was a little too much of having those games. I remember against the 49ers last year, he lost me a matchup just like he lost me a matchup this past Sunday. He seems to have one of these games a year where he just can't get anything going. It looks like he doesn't really care too much after a certain point. And he's just like, ah, screw it. I'll just throw it. It looked like they tried feeding Devontae Adams way too much when he wasn't open. He was covered, and yeah. it just looked like he wasn't looking at anybody else. But it's Aaron Rodgers. He can't, he can't play any worse than this, I would hope. So I'm not pressing the panic button on the Packers. Uh, Rodgers, Jones, uh, Devontae Adams, they're all must-starts every single week, no matter what for me, moving forward still. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think one, uh, one other great thing for, but, for uh, Tampa Bay is that Basically, this is Ronald Jones. It's his backfield. I think if Leonard Fournette comes back, he's probably not. He's probably only getting like a third of the carries in this game, and Ronald Jones is probably going to get two thirds of uh, of the carries just because of of how well he was doing. I mean, twenty three carries, one hundred thirteen yards, and two touchdowns. So great performance from him. Yeah, it makes you think that if they didn't waste that claim on Leonard Fournette, maybe they would have been more involved with Le'Veon Bell from the Jets. They had problems catching, catching passes out of the backfield. You know Le'Veon Bell is going to catch the football at the bare minimum. So right. that, may, yeah. that just makes you think. But, uh, yeah, Ronald Jones is a really good sell high for me right now. I would, I would see if someone out there is going to give you 
a ton for Ronald Jones. If the right offer came, I would definitely do it. I I don't think he's untradeable, but I it is his backfield moving forward. But I think Leonard Fournette's going to steal away some touches. I, I don't think they got him just not to play him at all. So that that's how I think it's going to go. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I think that the – uh, the Bucks were kind of low on Ronald Jones because he was just like because Bruce Arians. It seemed like he just tried to avoid using him at the end of he, uh, of 2019. Yeah, he always did. He came out this summer though. You got to give him credit. He this entire summer, even when they got Leonard Fournette, he kept saying Ronald Jones is our starter. Ronald Jones is our starter. His actions are speaking. Ronald Jones is the starter right now. So that's and he's basically a must start every single week. Yeah, I mean Gronk caught a touchdown. That's exciting. <laughs> I know. Imagine the people that dropped Gronk this year. Yeah. I know that I, you had high hopes for Gronk, didn't you? I did have high hopes for Gronk. Um, I, I had Gronk in two of my four leagues. I traded him for Cole Beasley last week in one of them because I really needed help as a flex play. Cole Beasley worked out, so I'm not that bitter. And I already have a good tight end. But, yeah, Gronk is a really – I don't know if you could really buy as low as you could have a week or two ago or even added him off your waiver wire. But if you need a tight end, and with the way tight ends are looking this year, you could do a whole lot worse than Rob Gronkowski right now. I'll tell you that much. As it looks like he's looking like he's more in football shape. Brady and him look like they're on the same page. And maybe Godwin and Evans back helps Gronk out a lot with them being covered. And Brady looks for his old reliable target, especially in the red zone. Yeah. Well, I was talking about this with Bird. I mean, I feel like my clairvoyant powers are ridiculous because my Zach Ertz prediction – looks like it's going to be right <laughs> it is and going I, to be right and i hate it because i mean you never want to see a guy uh get injured like that but like my kareem hunt prediction yeah that too oh my god yeah deja vu all over again man it's true it's very true but uh yeah listen to that show and see it age like fine wine <laughs> brandon cook's uh outscoring will fuller isn't looking too good by me no yeah not that i get a mulligan for that one i, I get a mulligan it happens. All right. Uh, second to last game, we're going to talk about the two Monday Nighters because they were both really good. Um, well, I mean, depends. More for on fantasy that. purposes. For fantasy purposes, yes. Fran- well, the Chiefs and Bills was a good game as a football game, but just like for the spectator, the, the Cowboys game, or for the spectator, the neutral, the or the Cardinals fan, I mean, that late game was amazing. But, uh, yeah, so the Chiefs and the Bills – this game, I mean, it's funny. In the in the post game, Patrick Mahomes was saying, you know, if they're just going to keep trying to sell out for the pass, then we're just going to keep running, and we don't care. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, it's working. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, 26 carries for 161 yards. It's unbelievable. Sent a really strong message to that coaching staff. I'll tell you that much. Hey, you guys want to bring Le'Veon Bell in here when I've only had six games? Might want to think twice. I think Le'Veon's going to be used more as a third down back and more as, as a goal line back because that's where Alaire usually struggles. But don't think as a fantasy owner that Clyde Edwards Alaire is getting kicked to the curb. That is not happening in this offense. Not at all. It's true. I mean, uh, Andy Reid also said, like, you know, he taught, like, he's like, Clyde Edwards Alaire took it really well. They, like, he and Le'Veon Bell were talking even before the signing was, like, official. I guess maybe there was a bit of, like, you know, under the table recruiting going on. Uh, between them, I guess if they're if they're that close or friends, so I think that you know Le'Veon Bell is going into obviously he's going into a great situation. 
and it's worth monitoring what's going to what's going to be going down in you know in Kansas City next week uh with the running back situation but i think i mean i don't know maybe it'll be more even for, as far as the uh as the carries are concerned but you I, yeah i don't think so i mean if he keeps putting up performances like this i mean obviously Absolutely not <laughs> as far as pass catching goes though that's where bell's going to going to thrive and the layers He's an okay pass catcher. He's not bad, but he's not leaving out Bell as pass catcher. Not even close. And on the red and in, in the red zone too, where Alaire's not the biggest body for short yardage situations, that's where Bell Bell kind of knows how to weave in and out. That's where I think Bell's going to be utilized. But Clyde Edwards Alaire, if you could get him for an RB two price, like low, someone's kicking him to the curb already. A guy that they drafted in the first round in August, by all means, be all over that. And the Chiefs' offense, plenty of opportunity there. Oh, absolutely yeah. definitely absolutely yeah i mean that i mean that's what bird and i talked about last i think it was last week i guess when when the when the bell signing happened we were just like the only the real reason they're bringing him in is because Clyde Edwards is dog shit at the goal line i mean i remember you know in the opening week where he it was, he had four tries to get into the end zone from the one against the texans and he couldn't do it he's too little he's what is he five five or something like that yeah it, that's it might work in college but in the nfl against these grown men it's it's not cutting it it's true it's very true I mean that's why I think you know they have they have Darrell Williams they have Darwin Thompson but Le'Veon Bell is probably gonna he's gonna a slight upgrade them. from those guys yeah I, I think would say right I now. would say so yeah. yeah yeah just a little uh it's good to see Travis Kelsey getting back on the scoreboard also he once again amazing amazing tight end yeah. <laughs> clear cut tight end one every year yeah and then for the Bills, uh, Josh Allen just did not have a great game at all. I mean, the weather contributed, but the Chiefs' defense was really good as well. But yeah, I mean, this is—I don't think I'm really panicking on Josh Allen at this. Point. No, because no, because of his ability to run the football. That's why you're not panicking. But um, yeah, that 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 Bills backfield—I don't want any part of Singletary and Moss. That looks like a little bit of a mess. Um, well, it's Josh John Allen, Brown. basically. He's the well, he's the lead rusher. Exactly. He's there. That that is true, Adam. That plays a role as well. Um, but as far as the receivers goes, I guess John Brown wasn't healthy. I think maybe that played somewhat of a role on uh, Josh Allen not performing up to expectations. Diggs was fine. Uh, Cole Beasley put up numbers, but yeah, like you said, I wouldn't bail on the Bills after just one game against the best team in the AFC, a team that won the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah. Uh, I think if they they struggle against next week's opponent, then it might be time to press the panic button. Can you imagine? That would be <laughs> no. I really can't imagine. That's how bad the Jets are. It's true. It's very true. I can't. It'd be funny though, but I can't. I can't imagine that happening. Yeah. And then uh, last game before we go into the waivers, it's the cow the Cowboys hosting the Cardinals. Kyler Murray remains undefeated at AT&T Stadium. Phenomenal, phenomenal game. I mean, listen, I think Bird and I last week were ready to to uh, leave Kenny Drake for dead after so was I after what he did uh, last week. But listen, not even not even like discounting the the 69 yard touchdown, which was amazing to to basically, you know, ice the game even further. But he was amazing. He he was really, really good all all game long. And 
he outcarried Chase Edmonds uh, by 15 carries, finishing off. And, and also, I mean, Christian Kirk had an amazing uh, bounce-back game also. The Cowboys' defense will make you feel comfortable. They make everybody feel comfortable. And if you're looking to get on track, there's no better game to do it against that Cowboys' defense. They're the gift that keeps on giving, Adam. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, the offense isn't really doing the Cowboys any favors either because I, yeah. at this point, I feel like the Cowboys just aren't even – are downgraded so, so much with Andy Dalton at quarterback. He would he just look lost out there. Yeah, they have many problems on that offensive line. I think every starter's out for them. The center, though, uh, that replaced uh, Travis Frederick, he looks like a player. The kid that they drafted from Wisconsin, I think it's like Tyler uh, Bastez or something like that. Um, he's been solid for them. Obviously, Zach Martin going out doesn't help them. Tyron Smith being out for the year is a big loss. Uh, Lael Collins out for the year. So, both starting tackles. Every starter on that offensive line has gone down this year. That that doesn't help. But makes you appreciate Dak Prescott even more. That's what it comes down to. He'll always keep you competitive no matter what. And, you know, you could have as many shiny toys at receiver as you want, but if you can't protect the quarterback – or the football. Or the – oh, yeah. Ze- that Wow. The thing with Ezekiel Elliott that really sucks is that you're really stuck with him as a fantasy owner. You, there's no you, – you can't trade Zeke. You're not getting equal value for him right now, so you're stuck with him. I am so. very happy I traded him. I traded him to Bird uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm kind of – Oh, happy. yeah? What did you get for him? I got uh, – let me see if our – I'm going to pull up That's a trade. That's a bit better than what you would have gotten now for Zeke. I traded Zeke. Tony Pollard, Christian Kirk, and DeAndre Swift for David Montgomery, Jarvis Landry, Philip Lindsay, and Melvin Gordon. And that was, I think it was before the Jets game. Yeah, the Jets-Broncos game, I mean. Yeah, and you're using Philip Lindsay now when Melvin Gordon's hurt. You got 20, 23 carries, uh, I believe was the exact number. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I, I think Zeke with, with Prescott um, being out for the year definitely goes down because now – all the teams are doing is trying to stop Zeke. And now it's clearly in his head. You can't tell me it's not in his head. He fumbled the football twice last night. So yeah, I would be a little concerned if I was a Ezekiel Elliott owner, I wouldn't trade him because you're not going to get equal value, but he's not going to be, I don't, is it outrageous to say he's not going to finish the year as a top three, right? I don't think he'll be a top three, top no, five. Definitely not top I don't three. Even, I don't even think top five would be that egregious. I know Zeke's a special player, but this offense right now was just not good. I, not good at all. The, the, I think the pass catchers will ultimately be fine, but I think Zeke is going to take a hit. And say what you want. I mean, Bird, say what you want, Bird, but has Zeke been the same since he's gotten that big contract? He hasn't. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I think Zeke Elliott not finishing outside the top five or finishing outside the top five isn't, necess- isn't necessarily an indictment on Zeke, but it's also just attributed to the caliber of running back that, that we're seeing now. Where hey, These guys are freaks. It's, a, it's incredible. Where I, we said on the Hot Take show where it's like you have to finish – you basically have to play 16 games or close to finish, it to even, yeah. to even finish in the top five, top three. Yeah, Adam, before we move on, I know we have uh, other things to get to. Just real quick, did you see what Des Bryant said last night, how he he uh, lobbied the Cowboys front office to draft Jalen Ramsey with the third overall pick in the same draft as Zeke and, Der- and draft Derrick Henry in the second round, and they could have done both, and they went with Zeke? Oh, boy. Well, it's a good idea. Even now it is. 
Yeah. Well, honestly, even with well, I don't know how highly touted Jalen Ramsey was outside out of college, but he was. He was number one corner. Yeah, I mean, Der- and Derrick Henry won the Heisman Trophy, so it didn't seem like a stupid idea. Yeah, no, it did not seem like a stupid idea. But I mean, the Cowboys are prone to doing that occasionally. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank God for Stephen Jones, or else we would have had uh, Johnny Football replacing Tony Romo, and then Zach Martin would have been would have gone somewhere else. I I assume. Yeah. So you're not wrong. Anyway, so let's go to the waivers. And I mean, this is actually kind of, I don't want to say it's like we, every week we say it's a big week for waivers, but this is actually kind of a, kind of a solid week where you have a lot of guys teams on by, especially Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens being on by is huge because I'm sure a lot of, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, JK Dobbins, you're looking for replacements for them. Uh, The Dolphins are on by the Colts are on by. So um, yeah, it, it's going to be a big week for bi-week fill-ins. So for quarterbacks, and we're sticking with the same sort of um, the same sort of criteria as uh, as usual. Who are you looking to add for uh, going into this week? Without a question, it's Tua Tagovailoa. Like, yeah. n- no questions asked. He's my number one pickup. I think he's my number one waiver claim for any position this week. As a matter of fact, if I need a quarterback. For instance, I'm starting Drew Brees and Gardner Minshew in two of my four leagues. Guess who I'm picking up this week? Tua. <laughs> yeah. Spending, yeah, you, you need to pick up Tua. Uh, he adds rushing, uh, has plenty of people to throw the football to. You saw what Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing with that offense before uh, Tua took over as a starter. Give me Tua Tagovailoa. Absolutely no questions asked. That's my number one pickup this week for all positions, uh, especially quarterback. And you get him, he's available in every single league. Oh yeah, no, he's he's rostered in five point nine percent of ESPN leagues. So get on that. And then, as far as players that are playing this week, would I mean just as a uh, as an aside? Yeah. Who like who would you uh, like who would you pick up as far as the players that are playing this week? If you need somebody to fill in for like a Lamar Jackson oh. or yeah, well the the thing is with quarterbacks they're so tough, but believe it or not. You could do a lot worse than Kyle Allen this week against that Cowboys defense. We saw them get completely lit up. Washington's awful loss. It might not be the sexiest appeal, but as far as guys go that are owned in no leagues, he's owned in what, uh, 2.4% of leagues against the Cowboys defense? Would you be surprised to see him completely light them up and throw for, I don't know, three touchdowns? Terry McLaurin's a really good player. Who's going who's gonna to cover him for the Dallas Cowboys yeah, you're right, though. You're absolutely right. Not a terrible streamer. Yeah. One player I also like, Teddy Bridgewater, going up against the Saints. He's a really he's, good pickup. Yeah, he's owned in a lot of leagues that I'm in, believe it or not. That's a good yeah. one. What's it, What's his own it? What's, uh, what's he owned in uh, percentage-wise in ESPN? 41.9. All right, so he just makes the cut for the category. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of people oh, – I'm surprised. If he's available, I would, have, I would scoop him up. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I'm surprised. He's on an R in a in Bird and I our league, but uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a really good pickup going up against the Saints defense. So, yeah. um, also, I get. I mean, really, as far as that's concerned, I mean, other than those guys, it really isn't doesn't really inspire too much confidence for you. No, for a lot of these quarterbacks all. that are available. No. Um, maybe even well, no, definitely not not Nick Foles either. So let's move on to running backs. 
Uh, this one is also uh, pretty interesting. Uh, who is your top ad this week? As far as the play this week, it's got to be Boston Scott because he's yep. the quote-unquote starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you know they're going to do their best to commit to the run on Thursday night. I don't know how the weather is going to be in the game, but the Giants' defense has been better than most think. But the Eagles need to run the football. Carson Wentz um, could be a little careless with the football at times. This is a must-win game for the Eagles. They're not going to do anything fancy. They're going to keep it very basic, I think. They're going to try their best not to lose the game. And when you're playing your best not to lose the game, what are you usually doing, Adam? Running, running the, the football. football. You're right. Absolutely. Yep. So I think, I, think, I think Boston Scott, um, he, didn't do the, he didn't have his best – yeah, he really didn't do anything when Miles Sanders was injured for the first two weeks of the season. I know he was out for week one. I'm not sure if he was out week two. I think it was the first two weeks. Yeah, only only 11 total touches uh, in week one and then seven total touches week two. I expect that number to go up. Um, I really do. So you could do a lot worse, especially with bye weeks and how thin – the running back position isn't thin on high-end guys, but as far as RB2s go – they're a little thin. They're a little thin, Adam. I think yeah. a lot of people got burned with some guys in the middle rounds. They they projected to be RB2s. So, Boston Scott, you could do a lot worse. That, that's that got to be my number one waiver claim. Yeah. I mean, one player I really like, um, just, I mean, as a speculative, well, first, as a speculative ad, I mean, no bias, but I do like, I hope that Adam Gaze uses Lamichael Pirine a lot more uh, in the in the Buffalo game. And hopefully he shows some promise. So if you're in like a dynasty league, if you, somebody didn't already draft him, I, I highly doubt that somebody already did. That somebody did, I would recommend picking him up. But as far as the here and now, J.D. McKissick is a pretty good is a pretty good ad. He's the leader of the red, of the uh, Washington Football Team's committee, and you saw what Kenyon Drake did against this Cowboy defense. I mean, they're not the same as far as talent level or or ability, but I mean, that defense is awful, awful. Awful. You got, yeah. It's a, it's a good play for going for somebody who's, on, who's going up against the Cowboys' defense. They just are hemorrhaging yards, hemorrhaging points. It's like Rob Ryan's defense back in the early yeah. 2000 or 2010s. And if, and if you're really desperate, Adam, before we move on to the next position, mm-hmm. Jamichael Hasty for the 49ers. Watch him. Mostert's on the IR. It looked like towards the end of that game with the Rams. I don't know what it was, just the eye test. It looked like he, he looked fast and quick. I feel like – and he got nine carries, something to keep an eye on. I know the 49ers' backfield is a little risky to get involved with, but I don't know. Is, is Jarek McKinnon healthy enough to carry a full load? I don't think so. The Niners never really commit to a, a single bell cow back. I think you could do a little bit worse than uh, Jamichael Hasty. You're right. I mean, if Jeff Wilson uh, doesn't play – on Sunday against New England, that I think that, you know, Hasty is probably a good ad. Yeah. So, and even, yeah. even then, I mean, if most of it's going to be out for at least three weeks, it's, it's pretty solid. I mean, yeah, like you said, Jarek McKinnon's not going to be like a 20 yard, a 20 carry uh, per game back. It's just not in his, in his DNA, his career path. So those touches have to go somewhere and yeah. it's going to be either Hasty, Kyle Juszczyk or Jeff Wilson Jr. Mm-hmm. All right, so for the wide receivers, uh, this is a, a bit more interesting. Uh, my favorite player to talk about, unfortunately, is owned in 
in 62% of leagues, and that's Travis Fulgham going up against the Giants, but he does not qualify. Yeah. No. Yeah, you, you can go first. I, I... Yeah, um, I'm going to stick on the theme of Giants, but I think Sterling Shepard needs to be owned in a lot more leagues than he's owned in right now. He's apparently making his season debut on Thursday night. Um, very simple. Uh, he's, too, he's a good football player. Um, not necessarily the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's the quote-unquote number one receiver. He's just a good football player. And the Giants pass game, Lord knows they need help. They, Daniel Jones has, what, two touchdown passes on the season or something like that? That's, that's brutal. Yeah. And Shepard coming back will give him a, a boost. I believe Shepard's in a contract year, too, if I'm not mistaken. So he's looking for that first contract um, as a pro. And when Sterling Shepard plays, he's put up numbers before, and he I could see him being a flex player for, for your lineup uh, potentially down the line. And who knows how much he'll play this week. But as the season goes on, I wouldn't be I think Sterling Shepard is gonna see plenty of targets in that Giants offense, and that's who I'm looking for this week. And maybe not a lot of people are looking at him because he's got that IR tag, maybe they slept on him. A lot of people added him, it looks like the last two weeks. He's owned in thirty six point two percent of ESPN fantasy leagues. So I think now's the time you get Sterling Shepard, who uh you could very well end up playing at some point this year with bye weeks. Yeah, I mean that's the operative. I mean that's the rub, isn't it? It's like if if when Sterling Shepard plays, I mean he just doesn't play that often. Yeah. He, I mean that's been the story of his career. Um, another player that I want to mention that doesn't qualify but is definitely worthy of an ad is Mike Williams of the Chargers going up against Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, he's all he's owned in fifty point three percent of leagues, so he just misses the cut, just. So he's still. He's worthy of an ad. Um, Bert talked about him last week when the Chargers were on by, which would have been a really good time to pick him up because no one was looking at him because the Chargers were on by. Um, as far as players that are playing, I like uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling going up against the Houston Texans. That Texans pass defense is not good at all. He, he's due for one of those, those, those games too where you think he's going to be a player and you end up starting him the next week, and then he just puts up a, like a two or a three. So I, I could see your thinking there as well. Well, I hope – I really hope that that is not what happens. But <laughs> just for the sake of my credibility and also the sake he, of – yeah, He is due, though. He is due. Yeah. He's due for one of those big games. Uh, I agree with you there. So uh, no doubt. Yeah, the Texans think, are a great place to start. That's true. It's very <laughs> true. Over Christian Kirk this week against the Cowboys. It could very well be – uh, MVS against the uh, the Houston Texans next week where the Packers offense is looking to get back on track. Yeah. And also, I mean, I don't think you're really – I don't know if you're really starting – in like super deep leagues, I don't think you're really starting him. Maybe you are. Anthony Miller, just because Al Robinson is going to be getting the Jalen Ramsey experience against the, uh, against the Rams. Yeah, I want out of that Bears offense as often as I can. If it's not Allen Robinson, I want out. Bottom I like David line. Montgomery. Eh, not my not my favorite, but you could. I'm sure there's worse options, but I think Allen Robinson's really the only must start on that Bears offense. Yeah, I'm sure you would agree. Yes, no, definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, this this part is going to be ridiculous because it's tight ends, and they're just nothing. There's like barely anything. I, that, I have a decent name for you, and I feel okay. like a lot of fantasy owners could capitalize this week on this guy. Okay. And that is Mr. Trey Burton 
of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I know what you're thinking. Trey Burton was a scrub for the Bears. He signed that big contract. He, you know, he, he's more known for the Philly, the Philly special. Yes, he made one uh, big catch in the Super Bowl. And, and got paid. Yes. So, but hear me out here. You know who was the coach of that Super Bowl for the Ravens? Uh, not the Ravens, the Eagles offense? Frank Reich. Frank Reich. And where does Frank Reich coach now, Adam? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. And we saw Phillip Rivers his entire career. Who, what does he do best? Throw the football three or four yards underneath to the check down, his tight end, whether that be Antonio Gates, who was much more than, you know, it's a great tight end, Antonio Gates. But and whether it be Antonio Gates or uh, Hunter Henry. Future Hall of Famer, Hunter Henry. Here's Trey. You future Hall of Famer. Eh, no, 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 no. <laughs> of the podcast. I thought you were about to say Antonio Gates. I was about to agree. But Hunter Henry, I don't know. No, no, it's, uh, a, it's a running joke. <laughs> oh, it's a running joke? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get, I, I, got, I respect it. So Trey Burton, uh, back with Frank Reich. Philip Rivers loves his tight ends. Moali Cox, uh, I never really bought into that. But Trey Burton has a track record of some productivity in his career where you could say, okay, you know what? Maybe he's turning the corner. He appears to be healthy. Injuries were a big problem with him in Chicago. Owned in 9.6% of fantasy leagues. He's most likely available in your fantasy league right now. And if you have, say, Zach Ertz as your starting tight end, or who's another guy that's really busted this year? Zach Ertz. God, the well, list goes on and on. Oh, Noah yeah. Fant's hurt. Right. Uh, Johnny um, Smith. Which, oh, Johnny Smith is a little hurt. Johnny he's Smith's not busted. He didn't bust, but he, he's hurt. Bust? He's been ex- – he's not bu- been No, I'm saying he's not. A rock star. He's not bu- yeah. He hasn't busted, but he's just hurt. I would say um, a lot of people drafted, like – or Evan Ingram. Ty- oh, oh, Evan Ingram. But Tyler Higby. Yes. A lot of people draft in the middle of drafts. Um, TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Not at, yeah. No, he's been okay, TJ Hawkinson. Like Jared Cook, I feel like he hasn't been too relevant this year. Yeah. Probably had a touchdown here or there, but. He caught that really big, the really big touchdown last Monday against the, uh, against the Chargers. Right. Like, or Austin Hooper. I know he's getting better, but regardless, you get what I'm saying here, Adam. Yes. There is room on your roster most likely for a second tight end. And if you missed out on getting Robert Tanyan after the big Monday night game, it's time with Trey Burton. It's time. Yeah. Uh, One tight end that I think is good as a, whether it be this week, if he even plays this week or in the future is Dallas Goddard. Actually he's owned in 28.3% of leagues. I think he might be coming off of IR for Thursday, either that or for uh, Philadelphia's next game. So just as a, a next game against, uh, against Dallas in week eight, next Sunday night. So I yeah. think that as a just, you know, play, people, are get, people drop him because like, oh, he's on IR. I need this roster space for somebody else. I can pick him up later. Just capitalize on that. People do stupid shit like that all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a top 10 tight end, uh, without a doubt, when he plays, especially with Zach Ertz being out. He's a top 10 tight end. You're right. No doubt. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that people might be looking at uh, Richard Rodgers also, who's the backup eh, third string me. in Philadelphia. A sleeper, a guy to keep an eye out for that had a huge week last week, and he's available in – I think every single league. Okay, he's available in ninety-eight point two percent of fantasy leagues. Is Anthony Ferkser for Ooh. the Tennessee Titans? If you're a John U. Smith owner, which I am, 
I'm adding I'm adding him this week because if Johnu Smith doesn't play, I'm gonna start him because he appears to have some type of chemistry with Ryan Tannehill. The guy had eight catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. I mean, so. talk about a breakout game. I mean, his line you see a line graph of his fantasy performance, it's actually pretty ridiculous. 2.5, 8.5, 0 by 4.9, 25.3. He's a handcuff. Of a, there's no, if there was ever such a thing as a handcuff or a tight end, he appears to be it. Yes, you're, you're definitely right, though. You're absolutely right. Um, let's talk about the defenses, finish off with that. And this is actually kind of a good week for defenses. Uh, one big one is the Eagles going up against the Giants. I mean, this game has potential to be like 42 to 35, but I think that Daniel Jones is bound to turn the ball over eventually. I mean, this is he's turned the ball over in 17 of his 18 career starts. So, I mean, that's an, an incredible, incredible uh, play as far as defenses are concerned. Um, the Browns defense going up against Cincinnati. Um, and then... I mean, do you have any, anybody else, really? I, I have a really good one, Adam. Mm-hmm. I have the Kansas City Chiefs because they just – they looked pretty good against Josh Allen. They didn't look – they didn't look like the best defense in the league, but they look competent. And they're playing the Denver Broncos where Drew Locke threw – I mean, he get, tried to give the game away to the Patriots last week, so we don't know how healthy he is. So there's some opportunity there. But you want to know the real reason why? you should add the Kansas City Chiefs defense because not only do you get a decent matchup this week, you get a great matchup next week as they play the New York Jets. Oh, and, and, and the Jets come to Kansas City. So, oh, wonderful. I would add the Kansas City Chiefs defense if I was a fantasy owner. Do you remember what happened the last time the Jets played the Chiefs in Kansas City? Fitzpatrick threw five interceptions. Yeah. So, you, you should probably go add them. Yes. Um, do you like the, I've been holding on to the Rams defense for the past three weeks and I got kind of burned on them this past week, but do you going up against mm-hmm. Chicago on Monday in LA? Yes. Yeah. Could be worse. I, I don't think that's bad at all. All right. Absolutely not. Cool. Very cool. Uh, I also think a sleeper defense is the Browns defense against the rookie quarterback. That could always be juicy, but the main reason why you might want to hang on to the Browns defense have you seen their playoff schedule, the Cleveland Browns? Yes, they're playing the Ravens, and then they're doing the MetLife twofer. After the rape, Adam, assuming that the, you need a defense in the first round of the play. <laughs> if you get past the first round, ooh, you yeah. might be looking at a, uh, a league winner right there playing yeah. against uh, the Jets and Giants. So that's yep. something to think about there. A two-week stay in New Jersey. Sounds like oh. fun. Sounds like two wins. <laughs> breaking a sweat. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Before we go, let's preview Thursday night between the Eagles and the Giants. And we're not really going to do the whole like startometer thing because that's kind of Bird's thing. So we're just going to go and see who you're really looking at for this game. Because I feel like this game is going to be one of those games where people aren't going to have too many players going. I'm avoiding this game as best as I can. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Deshaun Jackson is going to be back um, for this game against the Giants. Would never. I started Deshaun Jackson for two weeks this year. I will never start him again. I dropped him in one league. I can't look at him anymore. I don't blame you. I yeah. I, I really don't blame you. I nope, mean, I, I'll never start him again. Guy just doesn't play, can't play. It's ridiculous. Nope, done. 
but really, I mean, the only fantasy relevant player on the Eagles is out three to four weeks with a high ankle sprain. I, yeah, I would disagree. I would disagree. I think Travis Fulgham is starting to become pretty fantasy relevant, Adam. Against the Giants' defense, yeah, I think Fulgham, he's been producing. He has. He's been producing. He has. Since he's gotten the chance to play, he's been producing for that team. So, but yeah, like you said, um, any Ertz is, storm, I guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then for the Giants, I mean, what's the what's going on with Darius Slayton? He was, uh, I don't know, he was injured. Caught a touchdown last week. Yes, but he was injured in the week in the game against Washington. So, and he's uh, limited in Tuesday's practice or Tuesday's. Uh, estimate i would i'm avoiding every single giant as best as i can in some leagues if you're backed into a corner you might have to start devonta freeman he's he's a touchdown or bust guy for me yeah i mean this game has the potential for the giants to be throwing just chucking chucking and praying in the in the third and fourth quarter i think it's going to be sloppy man i i think the giants are going to play him close and in the fourth quarter the eagles are going to um break this thing open but I think it's going to be a sloppy game. There's going to be a lot of turnovers. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of penalties on a short week, two not-so-good football teams in the NFC least. I, I think uh, as, as far as fantasy goes, if you can avoid this game, avoid it. This, is, this might be a toilet bowl. It has yeah. the makings of it. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's why the, the Eagles' defense is such a good play, just because this game is going to turnovers. be awful. <laughs> I mean, absolutely yeah. horrible. Like there's no other way around it. Seventeen to ten Eagles. I'm calling it. <laughs> Seventeen ten. Yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with twenty one seventeen Eagles. I think yeah. they I think the Giants score a garbage time touchdown late to make it look a lot closer than what it was. All right. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Thanks again to Jake for coming on. You could listen to the Jetsway podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Basically, it's wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, Adam. I am not. I am definitely not. This is a blanket statement. Uh, and for the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, as always, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts as well. And, you know, leave us a five-star review, like, comment, follow, all that all that jazz. And on Friday, hopefully, uh, Bird will be back and back to full health and we'll be back to some sense semblance of normalcy but if not then we'd be happy to have you on again jake be a pleasure adam thanks for talking to me all right for my guest host jake simone i am adam caster and we will talk to you next time on the basin talk podcast fantasy show okay.